nothing tastes as good as a cup of Bahamian tea. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations. You are listening to the podcast Tea and Talk, presented to inform, educate, inspire, and encourage meaningful conversations on Bahamian arts and culture. My name is Robert Bain, dancer, teacher, choreographer, and someone who believes in the preservation of all things Bahamian. I am sitting down with persons of like mind to discuss the Bahamian perspective on the arts and the Bahamian way. Now, let's welcome our guest. Hi, this is Robert Bain, and welcome back to Tea and Talk. Today, I would like to continue my discussion with Kristen Carroll and Dr. Faith Butler. Let's join the conversation. I believe that the cruise ships that come to the Bahamas regularly for culture should be supportive of educational programming for all of the public school children in the Bahamas. So that's our, that's our target. Well, that's our, it's, that's, that's, it's a beautiful idea. It's a beautiful idea. Um, How do we make it happen, Faith? How do we get it to work? Yes, definitely collaboration with all the parties, Ministry of Education, the teachers in the schools, the, um, the administrators, of course, in the schools. It's going to be a, a step-by-step um, process in terms of, well, we have a, a five-year plan, right? We have a five-year plan, I should say. And we've, we've come, we've done some of that. We've completed some of that five-year plan. Uh, we've done our review of literature, looking at the literature to make sure that, that what we are doing is on point with evidence-based practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're now, Chris has said, we're now collaborating with uh UB trying to establish a tertiary degree because that's where we're going to get the teachers now to get into the schools to teach the performing arts. Uh, so that's, we're now looking at a, a situational analysis and feasibility study as, as we had mentioned before, so that we can see the interest. And, and even before the interest in our interviews with, with dance teachers and those who have taken dance with Shirley Hollabass and even those like myself who dance with uh, Hubert Farrington uh, would would agree that this dance that that we speak of in the Bahamas is is something that's going to be an outlet for for uh, students who are not just going to be de- be developing their their cultural um, the cultural component of their lives but the academic component of their lives. So looking at national standards, how do we then merge that with the standards that we create for for our students that are culturally relevant uh, in terms of dance, well, performing arts really, and and our culture. And then the just advocating for support of the private sector and public sector so that so that we get the buy-in and so that they can see the relevance of dance in in our health and uh even academics for our children we've seen in the literature that those who who participate in in performing arts in general do better academically or actually increase their academics uh phenomenally 
in when they participate in performing arts. And, and even those who are challenged physically and mentally respond to performing arts education in some way incrementally wow. over time. Uh, so we see the results. We just need that that buy-in of everyone within the community to help I wanna, us. I wanna say it again, because I think Robert's asking us a very pointed question. It's how do you, how do you get it done? How do you get it done? And how, this is how we're gonna get it done. We're working with Bahamian dance educators every summer for the past four years to develop a professional learning community. That professional learning community has the tools and the language to advocate for their own jobs. Hey, I'm a dance teacher, this is what I'm doing and it's important. They also have become a, a group that's able to apply, I wouldn't say political pressure, but uh, an expectation that we're finding that there is an ask, there is a desire for performing arts degrees at the University of the Bahamas. Students would be able to do that if it was offered here. Mm -hmm. Once we have that professional learning community, we're using Bahamians, not outside sources, to develop, to work with the Ministry of Education to develop national performing arts standards. Those national standards have to be all encompassing of things like uh, theater and dance towards the impact of what does dance and theater have to do with culture? What does dance and theater have to do with communication? What does dance and theater have to do with um, connection and collaboration? So those ideas as national standards would then be implemented through the every public school in the nation. That's how to build dance back is by starting with primary school children. Those primary school children will then become feeders into a high school program with national As standards. As it should be. As and it should be. Mm -hmm. those high school children will be prepared to go to university here in the Bahamas. That is how we plan on getting it done. So we have a five-year program that begins with professional development of teachers working with the Ministry of Education to develop national standards in performing arts, and then pushing on the University of the Bahamas to take, it's a lot of steps, frankly, Robert, to get that degree program I, up. I it's know, I know. Survey I, I, I'm and <laughs> feasibility study. But we, Faith, Faith and I are very good at finding out what those boxes are that have to be checked. Mm -hmm. and establishing us as a nonprofit was one of those boxes we had to check. So well, that we can get funds, right, to invite teachers, to invite principals to very nice events where they will also get, not convinced, provided with the evidence that they need to do a better job educating our children. That's, to me, that's, that's, that's ideal. Um, but there's still, a, there, there's still a gap. In my mind, there's still a gap. We're doing all this work. You're preparing the work. Um, you're educating now the teachers, you're educating the, 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 the powers that be, the principals and whomever the administration, uh, then the community is still unaware, in my mind, uh, because uh, with an awareness of the community, then that creates the interest of wanting to go to school to study dance, or wanting to go to college and study dance. Like I told you earlier, when you say to people, um, they go, what do you do? I go, I'm a teacher. What do you teach? I teach dance. The conversation ends. They take it in another direction because it's not important. Um, you can prepare teachers as much as you can want. You can, prepare, you can prepare administration as much as as you want. But unless there's an awareness with the community, with the, with the little children that I see walking on the streets of Nassau that has these beautiful facilities, for dance and until we could actually do something 
to, to titillate their minds in that area, um, um, all of that preparation, I think you'll still be carrying this load on your shoulder. And, 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 um, and so I, one of the things that I would like to possibly uh, advocate is, like I said it in one meeting one time ago, I said to them, what we need to do is right now start doing subliminal messaging. How do we do it? All right, put some posters, put some billboards around the, the island. Um, have constant uh, videos and stuff played on ZNS when they have those times when they're not doing anything. All the radio station, make some sort of thing with them that they understand. So what you're doing, you're educating the administrators, the teachers, but now you the, the kids are looking at this and they're seeing it and, and it's because... Bodies have a way of attracting people. Beautiful bodies have a way of attracting people. Uh, things that make sense have a way of attracting people. And, 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 and so when that is presented to them, when they're able to see that, then you start to pique their interest a little bit. Exactly, Robert. I don't want to interrupt you, but this is exactly my point. The very first thing we need to do is reopen the National Dance School, have a national dance company that can engage these public school children. Because I can watch Beyonce all day, every day, showing me beautiful dances and beautiful lines, but those aren't me. Those aren't Black Bahamian children like me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that from the closing of that National Dance School space, we are missing a huge opportunity. And this is part of our legacy project work too, is to advocate, to call out that shame because if we had a national dance school, if we had a national performing arts group to take these children around to do the kinds of commercials, I'm taking notes on what you said. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. No, I, I, I people need to understand that the arts, this thing that you are working at, it's larger than all of us. It's bigger than us. And if we tend to, 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 to fall in and think it's something rather small, uh, then it's not, it's not going to happen. In the next 50 years, everybody's supposed to be soaked into the arts because we're going to soak them in it. Because when they turn right and left and turn around, they're going to see it's going to be right up in their face all the time. And then they will understand the importance of it. There was a, 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 um, a program where they talk about music and, 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 and how, and they, I think they did a... Um, uh, a study of a child over a period of time. And uh, what they showed there was this child starting piano for the first time. And the minute that child started to, to recognize that first note, and the minute that brain started to recognize that a C sounded like a C and what a C is supposed to, the brains, there's this thing in the brain that just started to activate. And as, and as this child started to to add notes and started to make these notes and doing all the musical exercise ways, you know what I'm talking about, uh, um, started to, yes. as the ability uh, to understand music started to, to increase, the, that spot on the brain that started to enlarge and got bigger and bigger. And as this child started to develop, it got bigger and bigger and bigger and it became very active. And as this child started to play full, started to play, the whole brain was just lit up people don't understand that yes and, uh, and the same for those who are are uh disabled in some way so for instance someone who is deaf 
you may believe, you may think that, oh, that person can't hear the music, so they're not able to dance. We saw an example of that this summer, uh, last summer, when there is this beautiful little girl who is deaf and was taking dance lessons and really became, I mean, she became alive when she was dancing. Chris, I don't know if you remember, we, this little girl, I mean, she performed and you would think that she was hearing the music. So the power of dance is not a fallacy. It is something that can, that, that can impact your spirituality. I mean, we didn't speak about spirituality and all of this, but right. definitely impacting all areas or all facets of your life. I really, I, I'm, I'm taking notes on Robert's idea, Faith, that the Shirley Hall Vast Legacy Project really needs to get into a public marketing media campaign Absolutely. with all of the data. Because one of the things we've been doing is collecting data, completing interviews, following people's trajectories. And my favorite anecdote was when we first did our interviews, I know you, Robert, because I grew up in the Bahamas. Surely I remember you from shows after shows after shows. But I wanted to find people who had experienced Shirley when she taught at Government High, right? Just the regular, regular kids, not the dancers. And this woman, one woman had seen a newspaper ad that we put out asking for people who had worked with her. And she came, she had not been a professional dancer. She'd never danced again. But she had done one production of West Side Story. West Side Story, yep. And it changed the way she talked about uh, the way it changed her posture, her confidence, the way it brought her in community with her friends in high school. It, for me, was all the evidence that I needed that this was the work that, yeah, it might take 50 years, Robert, because we have school children, K through 12, mm -hmm. and then we need to produce some dance educators, and then we need to produce some more inspiring professional dancers to inspire those school children. A continual loop. But your idea of making a public marketing campaign is really um, to share the, the data and the research that Faith and I are very confident says this is what you need to sustain your nation. Your children must have pride and understanding of who they are and where they come from and how they celebrate, right? Mm -hmm. and, and being able to connect your ancestry to Africa Absolutely. versus the whole academy of ballet. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, Miss Miss Bass many years ago brought in a young girl. I remember her. I don't remember the. Um, I, I I was this little girl. She was deaf actually, and she brought her into the studio at at, at the National Dance School, and uh, and this child. And I remember her explaining to us that the child was deaf, and uh, we were to face her when we um, make sure she sees us. You know when she uh, when we're talking, but the combination of music and dance is amazing. Another yes. example of something many many years ago, when I lived in New York, there was a a project. Some guy did a project with a bunch of kids who were hearing impaired, and what he did was he got these these. Garbage cans, we call them garbage cans, but these uh, 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 drums, garbage drums. And he took the drums and he put it up. It was placed, there was something placed underneath it. And so when you hit it, the vibration, the vibration itself. And, it, he, and they used the drums and the, vib the dancers were, they were hearing impaired. But for, if you didn't know, you would think that these kids actually 
heard, but what they felt was the vibration of the instrument. And I thought that that was the first, that actually blew me. And uh, so, and then so Miss Bass bringing that young child into the, the studio, that was like, I felt like, well, I had some knowledge of it. I mean, <laughs> I had none, but I just saw that one particular thing and I thought it was just an, an, an amazing thing. I have to ask you, Robert, if you think if you think back on it, could it be that the young child was my little sister, Lauren? No, um, uh, no, I know of your, I know of your sister, but I think okay. it was a child from um, the, the, the deaf school here in Nassau. And I think she had a, ex, she had expressed some <clears throat> interest. I think the teacher had expressed some interest in the child dancing because she had she showed that that kind of uh, ability. So she brought her into she hooked up with Ms. Bass and and um and 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 that was it. And I think it was during a time too when they they came during a day, during the daytime when we weren't there regularly, normal time. But I thought it was an interesting thing. But persons, I think we there's so much work to, to be done in terms of of getting information out and getting people to understand. And I think the worst persons that we have to deal with is, is actually the politicians. I find sometimes that they uh, you can talk to them and, and at the moment and there's all this and they're listening and, and they speak very loudly because they want somebody to believe that, you know, they're listening and then uh, and come and see me to the office and there's something that we can do and it never happens, you know. Um, and that's disappointing and it's very disheartening. But I would like to see what the Shirley Holbass Legacy Project, I would like to see that uh, happening. And if I can do anything to assist in that area, uh, you know, please, uh, you know, I will, as of a couple of weeks, I'll, I'll be very free to do lots of things. Um, but uh, um, I'm still with my company. Um, and see, and that's another thing too. Persons don't understand. <sighs> there's so many, I always say the word, there's so many pieces of our puzzle that are, that, that's missing that people don't understand. Uh, right now we have to rely a lot on a lot of the things that happens in the art in this country have to rely on persons that have very little exposure or none. Um, and, that's where, and that's where people look. Um, which is really sad. Well, we're going to change that, Robert. Well, I and and, and I'm and I'm hoping. Even if, even if even if we don't become a professional dancer, a professional actor, the world I'm describing to you is is a world in which every Bahamian child has access would have been exposed to the arts mm -hmm. from early on, and, and so they will be intelligent consumers of the. Arts I got you. Well. I got you. And I read it. Access. I was looking. I right. I got you, and I see it. And I when I was reading it, I said, "This thing is packed. This is packed." So somebody had to be up late at nights and and trying to, <laughs> to put it together. Uh, but no, I, it, it has to happen. It has to happen because it's what is, what, is, what is painful right now. I'm teaching at government high school. I was at CV Bethel for 20 something years and uh, change is always good. Um, and so now I'm, I'm, I'm retiring from government high school. And uh, the sad thing is, I mean, I don't want to be bashing anybody, but it, the truth is the truth. The truth will set you free, and people need to know. When kids come from the junior high school, the feeder school of um, the feeder school um, that's supposed to be sending kids to that school, they need to come prepared. 
you, you can't come into high school and then we have to start from, start back from scratch. So that is what what's happening. Uh, and then so you spend now, by the time you you uh, get through the, the preparation, it's time for those kids to, to graduate. Um, the next thing is that people offer kids the wrong concept or the wrong, give them the wrong perception of what dance is or what the arts um, really is. Um, kids don't know that you can get a BFA degree, you can get a master's degree, you can get a PhD. Kids don't know that dancers uh, who don't become dancers become doctors. They become, sp I, well, I have a little boy right now in my school who's a, my only boy, I think fate might have seen the single male on yes, the young ocean. 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 ocean wants to be a doctor. He's he's actually in his mind, he wants to be a dancer, dancer doctor that fix other dancers. And he's and he's he's like he's determined in his mind. He's focused. We're gonna like, need that because we're gonna have a lot of dancers, so many dancers. Right, you know, so but that's awesome. He, Ocean was one of our scholarship was our scholarship recipient last year. Right. Yes. Yes. And you so should see you should see him now. He has come through. He's come a long way. Uh, he's been in my studio since he was three years old, and he is uh, he's just an amazing guy. As a, as a matter of fact, the company uh, that we have now are all of my students that were there from age three. So. The age three, you might have seen them a couple of weeks ago on the uh, CARICOM perform at CARICOM. These are kids that came to me at age three. You, uh, you had asked what we wanted, how you could help us. Yes. This year, we're going to be doing the Shirley Hall Bass Forum, July 27th to July 31st. Yes. We are going to be having a benefit, our very first benefit on the 30th. And we need a couple of performers. We're going to need some kids. We're well, going to need some kids. So uh, I'll be reaching out to you to get the word out. Well, let me know. I, I have to fix the time because right now we're taking, I would love to, um, I might be taking them to Chicago with Homer. I would look at the dates and <laughs> I look at the dates and make sure that uh, that we're able to actually do it. But um but I'm 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 completely I'm completely sold on this idea of what you what y'all are doing, and I would like to see it enlarged, really, really enlarged. I, I it, it need to to vibrate with people. It need to they need to feel it. Um, what else can I ask you? I mean, anything else that well, you want to say, Faith? I think that's it. Um, this year we're going to be inviting Amanso Tempero. He's an incredible. Uh, Catherine Dunham dancer, Catherine Dunham, like my aunt and Lavinia Williams before her, really did their research, really traveled around the Caribbean, um, and Amanto embodies that sort of research-based practice. Mm -hmm. So we're inviting him to do the performance part of the workshop. And it's going to be our first in-person forum. So we're looking for regular educators, all the dance teachers on the island to join us at UB. Um, more details are coming, but it's definitely a save the date for Saturday, July 30th. Okay, well, I, I will definitely, when I, on the other podcast, I will try, I'll, I will remember that and I will mention it, um, that it's happening. Um, I think that's Thanks very much. Success. So this has been an awesome conversation with uh, um, um, Kristen Carroll, who joined us from uh, Chicago, 
and uh, Dr. Faith Butler, who is a professor at the University of the Bahamas, uh, who uh, took the time out to come and explain their vision um, of the uh, Shirley Holbass legacy. Um, and just uh, for record, uh, Shirley Holbass is one of those persons, one of those proponents in, in dance in the Bahamas who have been around for many years who've made a, a, a lasting contribution uh, to the arts here in the Bahamas. Um, I met Ms. Bass uh, many years ago at the National Dance School as an instructor. Uh, Ms. Bass was also a part of the 1973 Independence Celebration. She has taught many or most of the, the, the dance teachers here in the Bahamas, and she also have uh, choreographed for places like the uh, Playboy Casino show that existed in the Bahamas many years ago. And uh, she also um, um, ran the school in Chicago, the Samidaya School for the Arts, uh, for the theaters in Chicago. And of course, Kristen Carroll is her niece. So thank you again for joining Tea and Talk. And uh, we will... You'll see us again or you'll hear from me again on another podcast uh, soon. So until then, you'll be listening to Tea and Talk. You're listening to the podcast Tea and Talk. The views and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entity or organizations.